You're listening to Let's Stay Together, a podcast about Fruits Basket by Natsuki Takaya. I'm Ellen. And I'm Kayla. And today we're discussing chapters 106 and 107. Yay? Yay. Yay. You know, we should always be excited when we talk about fruit, but I don't know why. <laughs> why are we so hesitant? It's not like we haven't read the series before. Um, <laughs> 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 I was like, what is that? Clickety clacky. <laughs> dancing on my keyboard. He just wants warm feet. Apparently. He's like, he can't just, like, climb up there and be still. He has to go, like, tippity-tap all over the place. He's like, I'm walking on the coals. I'm walking across the coals. This is like, don't touch the lava. <laughs> Computer edition. <laughs> you think you're so, you think you're hot shit? You think you're so full of yourself walking around on that keyboard? That's it. <laughs> He's like, yep. Yep. <laughs> I'm arguing with a bird. <laughs> I turned into. This isolation's really getting to me. Maybe. <laughs> It's like you're remotely arguing with a bird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I can't get within six feet of him. Today <laughs> <laughs> we're discussing chapters 106 and 107. We're going to do our summary and the discussion spoiler discussion like we always do. Yay. Yay. <laughs> Chapter 106 opens at the hospital where Rin is not. <laughs> we see Rin's narration. I woke up in the hospital. What a bad dream. I was supposed to be in there, the cat's room, a room quiet as the edge of the world. Was I dreaming I was there? Am I dreaming that I'm here? I want to go back. I have to go back. But back where? The doctor's call Hattori, who calls out Haru's house. His mother knocks on his bedroom door to let him know. Haru sits inside on the floor in the dark, clothes strewn about the floor. It looks like he's wearing the same clothes as last time. Yeah. Uh, so it's the same night, I'm guessing. Yeah. Well, no longer wearing, but... <laughs> I mean, well, the same clothes are there in proximity to him, so... Yeah. I assume it's the same night. Um, at the main house... Crano comes across that one old maid with the bun and another maid. In my notes, it's capitalized, that one old maid with the bun. I just wrote evil maid. <laughs> so she comes across. he comes across that one old maid with the bun and another maid and asks how Akito is doing. The one maid says that Akito isn't eating because his heart is in pain and doesn't want to see anyone right now. I also made a note that I just remembered that says I imagine her having the voice of a very haughty grandmother Willow. <laughs> apparently. <laughs> this is the, vo- the note that I made to myself. It's not a voice that I can imitate. I just wanted everyone to know. <laughs> These are the jokes that I bring today. <laughs> Why would you do such a thing? The maid asks. Didn't you realize it would be betraying Kido-san? And Kreno is surprised. Wait, you knew everything? He asks, and the maid scoffs. She also complains about how unreliable the other maid who gave Kreno the key was. Are you saying I should have left her like that? Kreno asks the maid. If that was what Akito-san wished, she says. No, you're wrong, he says. You're the one who's wrong, the maid says angrily. You're a member of the Zodiac, one who was born to live and, and lives for Akito-san. How dare you betray him? Surely you think, don't think that that girl should win, that awful, disgraceful whore. They both know that she means Ren, and Kareno remembers Akito upset about what her father told her. You're misunderstanding, the maid says. You members of the Zodiac exist only for Akito-san. You must live and die for him. Without Akito-san, you'd all be monsters like that wretched cat. Outside, Rin vaguely remembers Kareno coming to the cat's room and carrying her. Right, I wanted to talk to him. I saw him that day, she thinks, remembering him talking to Tori about how his curse is broken. She was crying, Rin thinks. I got angry. I'm sure he told her something that he shouldn't have. That girl is so spacey, he probably thought it didn't matter what anyone said to her. He said what he had to say and then just left. That was it, right? I wanted to ask him, I wanted to grab him by the collar and beat the answer out of him. We see Rin's, mem- Rin's memory of her sneaking around the main house following Kareno. You're a bad girl, Isuzu-chan. Ren, who's come up behind Rin and taken her shoulders, says in her memory, 
Did you sneak all the way in here on your tippy toes? Rin's eyes are wide as she looks back at Ren. She remembers meeting Ren as a child, and in her memory, Ren says, You have such a wonderful, happy home, don't you, Isuzu-chan? You've been looking for something for a long time, haven't you, Isuzu-chan? I know. I wonder. Maybe I can help you, Ren says. I want to see Karino, Rin mumbles, but then her eyes go darker. Ren-san, do you know a way to break the Zodiac curse? She asks, and Ren's eyes gleam and she smiles. You do? Rin asks. If you grant my wish, then I'll tell you, okay? Ren says. I want something that's rightfully mine. It's in Akito's room. I can't get near the place, but you, Asusa-chan, you might have a chance. Knowing him, he would have hidden it. Hidden what? Rin asks. A treasure, Rin replies. Rin sneaks down the hall. Rin sneaks down the dark interior halls of the main house and surreptitiously enters Akito's room. She looks around and finds inside of a closed cabinet a black box tied closed with a decorative cord resting on a thin pillow. Rin removes the box with two hands. This is it, she thinks. If I give it to her, then she'll tell me how to break the curse. Rin smiles and tears well in her eyes. Haru, I can finally free you. Suddenly, a hand closes on Rin's from behind, and Akito has discovered her. Rin's eyes go wide with terror, and Akito silently seethes. The box falls. Oh, I get it, Rin thinks. Akito is like Mama when Mama gets mad. They get really mad. Mama is... Akito is... I'm scared. Rin remembers Akito threatening her in the cat's room and cutting her hair. I don't ever want to see your face again, Akito says. What would you prefer, going outside or Hasaru's eyes being gouged out? Do you want to test me? Stop, Rin thinks. Don't do it. I'll stay here for the rest of my life. Haru, I'm sorry. It was my chance to find out how to break the curse, but it was all worthless. I'm worthless. I can't do a single thing right. You don't need someone like me. Rin lays on the ground. In the main house, Ren speaks to a maid. Oh my, so that's what happened to Isuzu-chan? No wonder my wish hasn't been granted, she says. But do you really know how to break the curse, madam? The maid asks. Hmm, <laughs> now really, Ren says with a smirk. How could I possibly know something like that? I did despise that girl, instinctively, you know, but I thought she might be a little more useful. Worthless children really are just worthless. Rin wakes up in the cat's room. Maybe Kareno in the hospital was all a dream. She lowers her head. Damn it, I wish I could have dreamed about Haru, she thinks. I wish I could have had a dream... I wish I could have dreamed about crying to kind, gentle Haru. I am worthless. And she starts to cry. Out of nowhere, Haru kneels in front of her and pats her head, and she looks up. It's Haru, I'm dreaming about Haru, she thinks. I'm sorry, she says out loud. It was worthless. I couldn't find your happiness, Haru. I'm sorry. Mm, Haru says in the dream. Then that means your journey's over. Yeah, she says, her eyes squeezed tight. Then, he says, leaning close above her, welcome home. She opens her eyes wide. If your journey's over and you don't come back to me, I'll get lonely, Haru says. So lonely I won't know what to do with myself. Really? She says. Then I guess I'll be going home soon. Haru smiles a soft smile and Rin smiles as she cries. I wish I could have gone back, she thinks. Wow, what a wonderful dream, she says. This isn't a dream, Haru says, and we see that Rin is laying on the sidewalk somewhere in, out in the real world. He quickly picks her up and carries her over his shoulder. I'm amazed you could even walk this far, he says. I looked everywhere for you. Everyone's worried. Rin notices some baby, baby elementary school kids staring as they pass and blushes. Haru, I can walk, she protests. No, he says. I know I'm a punk kid. I didn't realize that you were hurting all alone, Rin. I figured that I figured that I'm worthless, but I'm also not as much of a kid as I used to be. I've grown up enough that I can carry you myself. I'm not giving up on you. Look, just walk the places you can by yourself and let yourself be carried when you can't. I'd rather carry you. You're not a burden, okay? And we see the narration, the end of a long journey. Rin starts to cry. 
Haru, she stutters. Yeah, he says. I'm home, she says. He looks back at her, and with the little kids watching in the background, he hugs her tight and says, welcome home. <laughs> it, I'm not crying, you're crying. <laughs> 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 Let's do 107, that's next. <laughs> Chapter 107 opens with Toru, blushing and crying, despite trying not to, in silence in front of Rin, while Haru and Yuki sit to the side. Yuki smiles, and Haru stares at Rin with a, I'm glad you became friends, vibe. And Rin gets more and more and more nervous until she shouts, don't cry, and Toru's like, yes. Rin stands and shouts, how long are you going to sit in front of me sobbing your little eyes out? Yes, Toru says, and Yuki tells Haru to stop staring because it'll put too much pressure on Rin. Shisho comes in, he says it's unusual for Rin to speak at that volume. Maybe she's in high spirits because her friend came to see her, and we see an adorable chibi panel of Toru, surrounded by tiny flowers, thinking, friend, and smiling in the most adorable, satisfied way, and then Rin just looks at her, and then grinds Toru's forehead with her palm. <laughs> she seemed to get along, Shisho says, and Haru's like, yeah, and Yuki's like, we need to stop her! <laughs> Toru narrates that Rin is back, she was in the hospital, won't tell her any details. Rin notices Toru looking at her hair. I just cut it because it was annoying, she lies, quit staring at it. Toru looks at her, smiling, and thinks, just having her here, now, like this. And Toru takes Rin's hand and asks if she wants to go for a walk in the garden. Rin remembers speaking to Toru about breaking the curse and asking Rin if she knew a way. And while Rin and Toru are outside, Shisho, Yuki, and Haru chat. Rin will stay with Shisho while she recovers. She was locked up by Akito, right? Yuki asks. And her hair, Haru says. She doesn't want us to tell Honda-san. And she doesn't want to get mixed up with Akito again, either. Yuki says that Haru was quick to decide all this. There's no place for Yuki to step in and cheer him up. It's okay. I love you. Haru says, and Yuki's like, please save those lines for Rin. Shisho asks what Rin, where Rin was locked up. In the cats, Haru says, trailing off. I see, Shisho says, disheartened. The place where Kyo will be. He remembers Kyo in middle school crying and saying, I know. Later, Haru leaves, and he says Toru, was, uh, Toru worried about her more than any of the Somas, and Rin blushes a little. Amazing, huh? He says. Even Rin can know the warmth of friendship. There's nothing like that, she shouts and turns away. Haru says that he'd like to thank Hareno for rescuing her, too, and thinks also for telling him what Rin said. Maybe if he hadn't, I would have end up, it would have ended up with me letting Rin go. Hey, he says, holding her arm in her shoulder. Don't do anything reckless on your own anymore, no matter the reason. And they hug. At Shigeru's house, Kyo chats with Toru in the kitchen. Shisho likes to do things for people, so it makes sense for Rin to live there, and Toru remembers their conversation at New Year's about Rin and Kyo glaring at each other at New Year's when they were little. There's nothing for you to worry about, Kyokun. Shisho-san, only his eyes for you. You are his life, Toru shouts with a clenched twist, and he's like, I wasn't worried about that. I guess it's a good thing his house is filling up, you know, so Shisho won't get lonely down the line, Kyo says. Toru looks away and doesn't reply. Kyo leaves the kitchen and tells her to let him know if she'll be going to visit again tomorrow, and he leaves. Toru looks scared, and then approaches the living room where Shigure is. Shigure removes his glasses. The next day, Toru does plan to visit, bearing a gift, and waves goodbye to her friends at school. At Shisho's house, Rin takes a broom... Uh, to sweep up outside from Kunimitsu, who sasses her to take it easy. Much to Rin's utter delight, I'm sure, Shigure arrives to visit her, and he greets her with a, Good lord, that was a disaster. I heard you went through quite the ordeal, and, I could, and couldn't find a way to break the curse. Rin-san was supposed to tell me, Rin explains to Shigure as he sits himself down on the porch. Oh, please. She was lying through her teeth. Rensan was going to tell you? She wouldn't know anything like that. She probably was using you for her own fight with Akito. You're lying, Rin says through a grimace. You don't have to believe me, but Rensan and I are good friends. Really good friends, he says with a smile. Rin, I didn't come here just to give you a hard time. Your efforts prove fruitless, and I sympathize, so I thought I'd tell you something good. Rin looks away nervously, and he's like, what, you don't have to get your guard up. She sits beside him on the porch. Listen, he says, it's about our curse. It does break. Even if you leave it alone, it'll happen eventually. You don't have to be so desperate. 
Believe me, that promise, that bond from long, long ago, is already starting to fall apart. The day we're free will come eventually. We are the members of the Zodiac invited to the last banquet. Rin demands proof, and Shigeru looks up with a smirk and notices that Toru has arrived and heard the last things that he said. She stands shocked in the yard away from them. When is eventually, she asks. A few years? Or a few decades? That's no good. Toru looks away. Rin stands and shouts, What? No good? If he's telling the truth, then... But it's only eventually, Toru says. Eventually, someday, whatever, Rin shouts. If it'll break and we'll be free, then that's good enough for me. It beats being this way forever, damn it. But that's no good, Toru shouts. This spring, it has to be next spring. If not by then, it's no good. If not by then, if not by then, Kyokun... And then realizing that she said more than she wanted to say, she runs off. Kyo, of all people, Rin says, and Shigeru smiles ruefully. As Toru walks away around Shisho's house, she remembers what Kyo said the night before when, about his house filling up. If he continued with, when I'm not around, she thinks, it's so sad. Did he think those words, even unconsciously? Has he already gone? Has he already decided that he'll be going away? She sees Kyo working on something with Kunimitsu. He notices her and smiles. It's so sad, she thinks. She smiles a small smile at his, but looks down and clutches the bag that she was carrying to her chest and tears well in her eyes. I'm so sad and lonely, she thinks, and the chapter closes on her narration. Don't go. That's the end of 107. <laughs> Yay. I'm not crying, you're crying again. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like every time we record, I'm like, what a roller coaster ride of emotions, but this time yeah. very genuinely, what a roller coaster ride of emotions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah, things are getting better. Right? It's fine. Mm-hmm. But yet it's like, oh, right. This part is happening now. Yeah. <laughs> the last time we promised everything was going to be okay. I thought this was a shoujo. <laughs> that was a romance comedy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, where's my rom-com? <laughs> There's no com. There's a lot of rom in this chapter. But these two chapters. I was thinking that... Uh, I wonder which episode of mine has the best voice acting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll have to go back and listen to some of them and find out. Mm-hmm. I th- suspect it might be one of the Rin ones. I feel like I was very much in character. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think I remember being impressed with your... Scared Rin? Voice acting of like Rin's trauma flashback. So. Traumatic screaming? Maybe that's really yeah. my forte. Yeah. <laughs> <That's what> I... <laughs> it's a skill that I've been acquiring all this time. <laughs> Rin has the most traumatic flashbacks, I think. Yeah. I mean, they all have, like, traumatic flashbacks, or hers have the most, like, screaming and shit, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> these this trauma, let's talk about these. I yeah. guess, speaking of Rin. Mm-hmm. I just look at my notes because I put topic, discussion topics, what did we learn? And then I put that one made is cray-cray? <laughs> <laughs> we learned to not do that. <laughs> don't be an asshole. The moral of the story is don't lock anybody up in a room. It's not okay. None of it is okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I felt very good about Kareno's fight with the maid. Mm-hmm. Like someone finally stood up to the mean maid, yeah. the evil maid. That's what you called her, right? Yeah, that's <laughs> what I wrote in my notes. She's pretty evil. Mm-hmm. So most of the time, we're like, I can understand how this person could have this perspective. Like you mm-hmm. know, like oh, Akito is mean, but I think I understand that mm-hmm. you know her parents told her this thing, and therefore. She has these feelings. But, like, the maid has no excuse. The maid's just been brainwashed, it seems. Yeah. I guess money is a reason. I don't know. Whatever. I don't but... even know it's money. She just seems to, like, she just buys wholeheartedly into the, uh... It's brainwashing. Yeah, the whole Zodiac, like, myth as it's been 
portrayed at this time. <laughs> Maybe she likes the power. She's like, I have the secret knowledge. Yeah. Spilling tea about this maid. I mean... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the maid with the bun, aka the evil maid, I feel yeah. like is a prominent character. This isn't her last scene in the series, no. <laughs> I'll say, without spoiling anything, where it's like... Mm-hmm. But I feel like this was... The maid is like the embodiment of like the old, the quote, maybe like the quote unquote old ways of like, you know, yeah, the curse and how people are supposed to treat Akito. And she's like, you live and die for Akito. I think it's interesting how she's like, you would just be monsters just like the cat if it wasn't for Akito. Mm-hmm. And it's like, is that true? I don't know. Anyway. Yeah, that seems, I was going to say like, what a weird thing to say. I mean, obviously there's no confirmation on if there's any truth to that, but mm. that like, that just reeks of like propaganda. Totally. Like, <laughs> So, but it's like, who was the one who was, uh, you know, like passing on this propaganda? Is it like Akira? It is it. I think so because I think. Uh, so it's like Akito. It seems to me that there's like kind of a, like a long running old guard of the family, like mm. that, like kind of take care of the family, like in the form of the maids and everything. That it certainly like, seems you know like they're that. on the inside, even though they're not like directly related to the zodiac. And yeah, it like, seems, it like, seems like they like have you know passed down those roles and beliefs and everything. Yeah, it's generation like not, after generation. Not just the ones who are possessed are the mm-hmm. only ones who know. Yeah, like it kind of makes sense. Like if they, you know, like you kind of had to guess that the family was you know less of a secret, like way way back in the day. Mm. And so, you, like, you'd imagine they would get some like kind of a follower base. Yeah. You're like, oh, it's this this family is like, you know, touched by the gods essentially, like That's yeah, that's one interpretation, yeah. It could <laughs> be. Before they decided they needed to keep their shit a secret. Yeah. That's true. I mean, they're known for being sort of like rich and powerful too, so it could be <laughs> stemming from I don't know. Yeah, also Yeah, it's like they're an old powerful family, so I could see them having like, you know, like a long line of followers in addition to just the family itself. Well, certainly seems like the fact that the maids mm-hmm. exist indicates that that's true in some way. Yeah. Like, they're beyond servants. Like, they're beyond, in this case, they're beyond just, like, helping around the family. Like, mm-hmm. they clearly have a hand in, like, for example, raising Akito and yeah. maintaining the the cur- the boundaries of the curse and stuff. And, like, the ma- like, when Yuki's, I'm just thinking about how, like, when Yuki's mom brings him the first time. The maid is like walking in to see Akito, and she's like, Yuki starts crying, and she's the mom's like, stop, and and, and the maid's like, oh, they all cry when they meet, when they meet Akito for the first time, and blah blah mm-hmm. blah, like, as if she's always been around. She probably even yeah. knew that before Akito yeah. existed, you know? Yeah, because she's older than all of the Zodiac members. She's older than all the Zodiac members. She's older than Ren. Mm-hmm. She's older than, I assume she's older than Ren than like uh, Akira. I don't. Yeah. It's not. I mean, it's hard to tell, but. Yeah. Yeah, we haven't seen much of him, but he died young. They say similar. Yeah, they say he died young, and you assume he's around the same age as Ren. Ren? Yeah, exactly. So, Ren seems pretty young too. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's just her evilness that keeps her alive. (laughs) Her spookiness keeps her young. (laughs) Was it last time that I said that she's like Ursula? I think so. (laughs) (laughs) Just full of good metaphors today. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that made somehow feels like another main character <laughs> so, mm-hmm. especially in this one and the things yeah. the things that she says are very interesting and propaganda-y like you said mm-hmm. I don't know if there's something else that she said 
that like you'd all be monsters like the cat was really yeah. interesting to me she's just like you have to live and die for Akito and she was completely behind but then it's like so she's not cursed she doesn't have the same like it's interesting because she doesn't have the same sort of like we what we've seen as evidence of so far is that the bond the the bond is strong between like God and the Junishi mm-hmm. but this person is technically outside of the curse and is yeah. still like reinforcing all these things like she's like no like you're supposed to you're supposed to live and die for him. Mm-hmm. And Karina's like, what are you talking about? Like, you know? Yeah. Um, which is kind of interesting. Yeah. Yeah, she's kind of like, I think she's like like the real world cult aspect. Like, mm. that kind of like, you know, like, obviously these kind of things happen in the real world without uh, Zodiac curses, at least we assume. What? No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> at least we assume. <laughs> So, like, uh, that kind of, like, you know, wholeheartedly believing in this, you know, cause and system around you and the, like, divinity of your, like, leader kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, that happens in real life cults, so. Yeah. You're right. Because she seems to, like, the way she talks, she seems to believe wholeheartedly what she's saying. Totally. Like, it doesn't seem like she's, like, being, like, cunning and just trying to keep a position or anything. She seems to fully believe. Yeah. She doesn't have any... She doesn't show any hint of, like, remorse or anything or, like, any kind of other emotion other than... Uh... Fanaticism. What? Fanaticism? Fanaticism. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) I was gonna say trying to, like, tell him what's what, but I think fanaticism (laughs) describes that in a way that's a lot clearer. Um, Yeah. Yeah, and, like, being like i'm right and you're wrong like mm-hmm. um steadfast in her beliefs right so yeah not like the other maid who Karino got the key from um mm-hmm. who was like you can't come here and then she's like just kidding it's terrible you yeah. know <laughs> mm-hmm. so where you could see a different reaction to like what was going on in this this maid's yeah. case i think it's all she was behind everything keto did and it's just as offended as a keto is mm-hmm. a credo taking Rin out of the cat's room and stuff. Yeah. But Kareno's like, what the fuck? Which is great. <laughs> yeah. Convenience store man strikes again. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about Ren. Can we do that? Mm-hmm. Unless there's yep. more to say about the crazy maid. <laughs> I think that's pretty much it. <laughs> <laughs> She's crazy. She's evil. So yeah. evil. <laughs> uh, let's talk about Ren. Ren is really mm-hmm. spooky, we said, I think, in the last... Yeah. We had a discussion about Ren, I think, in the spoilers, because we were going to talk about this scene. We were talking about this mm-hmm. scene in the spoilers, and now it's now, so... Yeah. Now I can talk about it in the yeah, last scene. Yeah, the scene where she pops up behind Ren is, like, terrifying. So disconcerting. <laughs> and she's so facetious. Like, she's so, like... Um, I love, like, the... It seems kind of random, but I really like the memory that... Rin remembers of her being like, oh, your mm-hmm. family's so great, isn't it, Isuzu-chan? And you're like, ow! Like, Rin yeah. is holding the little, like, doll that she was holding when her parents went all, like, crazy on her, mm-hmm. basically. Um, yeah, I was trying to decide if that was supposed to be, like, after everything went bad and just, like, twisting the knife, or if it's supposed to imply that she caused Rin to question it before everything went bad. I don't know, but either and, like, choice is Yeah, bad. either way is terrible. But, um, <laughs> like, led to her being like, how come you're so happy all the time? Which... <laughs> That's... Oh, it's totally possible. Yeah. Because that is what Rin said to her parents. Yeah. But, um... I don't know. 
I yeah, interpreted I which this, one, but... the twisting the knife, mm-hmm. but Rinda didn't. It's almost like she didn't like question it at the time as a child. Like you would mm-hmm. think that if Ren had said that to her and that thing had happened, then she wouldn't necessarily act like that. Yeah. But it's almost like Rin's like realizing now that she said you know something i don't know Mm -hmm. like uh, regardless it's interesting i don't really know what it's supposed to be implying about their relationship except that and then later ren is like oh isisu is terrible like (laughs) and i never liked her instinctively and it's like what's wrong with you what are you talking about Mm -hmm. yeah speaking of that line i never thought of it before but i wonder if um in the same way rin reminds akito of ren i wonder if rin reminds ren of akito Mm -hmm. Maybe. <laughs> They're also similar in age and like they would have, you know, similar sort of like attributes and the fact that mm-hmm. maybe she really thought that I guess like one other interpretation of the memory is that Ren really thought that Rin had a good relationship and she's like, Oh, you have a good relationship with your family, like almost like she's envious of like the relationship that she could have with Akito, maybe. Mm-hmm. I don't know. If if not for this crazy curse situation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't think that that's the case, but I think it no. could make the argument that it's the case. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. But, like, yeah, what made sure. me especially think of it is, like, in the scenes where, like, Rin is, like, passed out on the ground, she kind of, like, really resembles Akito. Mm-hmm. She's got, like, the short hair and is wearing the... The thing. The, the thing, kimono. yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're totally mm-hmm. right. Akito cuts her hair and makes her more like Akito, um, which is kind of interesting and weird. Yeah. <laughs> I think we talked about it last time, like, why potentially Akito did it and, like, why, you know, I don't know mm-hmm. what was yeah, the reason. Like, but... Yeah, like, it's not uh, explicitly stated, but it's heavily implied that, like, a lot of Akito's special hatred for Rin is because um, she resembles Ren right. in some ways. Because she's, like, specifically talked about, like, being disgusted by, like, her long, blonde, long black, black hair, hair the before she pushed her out the window in the mm-hmm. earlier flashback. Oh, and then the oh, speaking of Ren, the maid also hates Ren. Mm-hmm. She was like, "You can't let that woman win. You don't think that girl should win?" And yeah. I'm pretty sure there's like a memory of it's kind of ambiguous. Like at first time I read it, I thought she was talking about Rin, but like I think it's a memory of Ren. Hold on, wait, let me let's check the text. Mm-hmm. Everyone turn to page whatever I'm about to say. Um, yeah, I would say because she's got that like that drape all around her. Yeah, like Ren always has doing her spooky ghosty walk (laughs) oh yeah it's definitely Ren Mm -hmm. um what is this page it's a couple pages into the chapter where Kareno's talking to the maid yeah it's 139 40 31 over 243 143 in the Tokyo pub volume 18 um yeah there's a little so she says that awful disgraceful whore but it's like over this panel of Ren in the background yeah so so yeah, so that maid also hates Ren. How mm-hmm. interesting, I thought. Yeah. You think that people would be more respectful of Ren as like Akito's mother since they love Akito so much? But I guess because Akito hates her, then they have to hate her. Mm-hmm. Like I don't know. It's so interesting dynamic. Like yeah, and I guess she does technically have respect. Like she has maids that tend to her and mm-hmm. stuff too. She says she tells Asuzu that she gets followed around by the maids and stuff though, so she makes it seem like it's more of a burden rather than a. A pleasure to have the maids around her yeah it's kind of a like like, like almost more... like out of obligation she has to have like some respect but 
Like Yeah, she's still at the top of the family tree. Mm-hmm. Or the family hierarchy, rather. Yeah. But it also seems like they follow her around like they're babysitting her, not like mm-hmm. they're not serving her. You know what I mean? Yeah. As opposed to Akito, where they're like, oh, the major like bringing her food. Yeah, it's sort like, of like, oh, a, she can't like... Eat. oh, we have to tend to her, you know? Like... Yeah. Like, I'm sitting, like, I think from like Akito and like the evil maid's perspective, it'd be like, this is like the best we can do is like just kind of try to keep her quiet and out of trouble. And... <laughs> that does seem like what it is like. Cause she's often mm-hmm. a like special part of the house, sneaky, sneak around part of the house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because there's a lot of things where they're like, oh, take her back to her room. and like... Exactly. Like, they kind of, mm-hmm. like, keep her away. Yeah. Which is interesting, too. Yeah. It's potentially, like, oh, they keep her away because, like, Red and Akito fight. But, like, I think they keep her away because they don't, Akito doesn't like her, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but anyway, I just thought it was interesting. The maid was also like, no, can't let that yeah. that girl win. <laughs> we can't let her win in her assertion that the curse is bullshit that I also believe in because I'm the maid. The one yeah. brainwash maid. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah. Ren is... Her appearing behind Rin is spooky. And then Akito mm-hmm. does the same thing. Everybody be sneaking yeah. up behind everybody. Yeah. <laughs> in these chapters. Yeah. Both of those are terrifying. Like... I know! Something about Akito's, like, completely calm face. Oh. It's just, like... <laughs> Very disconcerting. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, how to describe this? Should I just say it's completely calm? Because so I wrote seeds internally, I think, in my description. Yeah. <laughs> because it looks like she's like so mad she's not even making a face. Yeah. And then even in the like um when she takes Rin to the room and is like cutting her hair and shit, then she also doesn't have she has like kind of a neutral face as well, a neutral mm-hmm. expression as well. And she's like, What? You you wanna get out of here? You want me to gouge Hasaru's eyes out? You wanna find out? which one I'm gonna do yeah. or whatever <laughs> with like no expression mm-hmm. yeah really creepy. and it's like like we've seen Akito like screaming mad before so oh, yeah like, it's not <laughs> on like multiple that's, occasions it's not like that's like how she gets mad like this is like beyond, like beyond that, that. Like, <laughs> I don't remember what she was like during the scene where she pushed her in out of the window but I wonder if it was the same I just can't remember offhand she was pretty calm at, in yeah. that scene too yeah but then, like, in the scene with, like, Haru, she was, like, really yelling at Haru, I guess. Yeah. Oh, and she was like, oh, are you accusing me of whatever? And mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, that was freaky. Yeah. <laughs> in a nutshell. Yeah, it's it's amazing how terrifying it managed to be, considering it's like, we already know this happened. We know I know. <laughs> she got caught by Akito and locked in the room. We and, know like, that Ren told her, Ren but... bribed her to go to find the boss, and then Akito tortured her for who the fuck knows how long. It's hard to tell. Yeah. It was when the timeline is that she saw, she saw, we talked about this also in spoilers, I think, that she saw Kareno and Toru together, and then, which we saw in the chapter, and mm-hmm. then went to the main house and got caught. So however long it was in between that time and now, that's how long she was in the cat's room. Yeah. So fucked up! Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wonder how many times in these two episodes I was just like, that's so fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> I have little to say otherwise. The other thing about all this is, like, Ren didn't even know how to break the curse. Of course she didn't yeah. know anything. She was just like, I want the box for Makito. But I like how everybody yeah. knows that Rin's trying to break the curse. Huh? A box. box. <laughs> the lid. I mean. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's no mention of tightly closed lids, though. This is a different mm-hmm. box. Yes. It's not a metaphorical box like the tightly closed it's lid. A real this box. is a real box. <laughs> yeah. We don't know what's in the box, or it's yeah. just Rin, Rin describes it as a treasure. Mm-hmm. And something that's rightfully hers. Yeah. Something and that something Akito that... and Ren fight over. Yeah. That 
Akito's massively pissed off at apparently Rin well, trying to steal. Some. I think because Akito knows that Rin wouldn't just do that. Like mm-hmm. it's not like I think it's something that's like between Ren and Akito. Like I yeah. don't think it's something that the Zodiac really know about. It's like hidden away, and like Rin would know about it. Mm-hmm. I would assume at least that's like yeah. uh, that's a that's um conjecture, not necessarily mm-hmm. in the canon. I don't think she would have known unless Ren told her. So Akito would be like, "Can't believe Ren fucking told you to do this." Thing. Yeah, <laughs> which makes it even worse. Like it makes yeah. it even probably why she's like super mad about. In addition to just hating Rin in general. Oh. Mm-hmm. So, I wouldn't be surprised if that was part of the reason too. Yeah. But yeah, Ren doesn't know anything, and then I love how Shigeru comes in at the end and is like, "Ren doesn't know anything, and I would know, because we're lovers." Yeah. We did talk about that before, right? Yeah, we did. Okay. Yeah. Not a spoiler. Yeah, we've seen that. <laughs> yeah, like he's like, "We're friends, really, really good, good friends." friends. <laughs> like, thanks, Shigeru. You didn't need to rub it in. Like, you didn't need to emphasize it so much. <laughs> Fucking bragging. Um. <laughs> Rin is, it's so sad how Rin is so trusting where she's mm-hmm. like or maybe she's just desperate I don't know but she's like yeah. Ren will tell Ren promised to tell me the secret like without mm-hmm. ever thinking like she probably doesn't know anything like yeah of course how would she how could she know but I guess Rin wouldn't know because Rin doesn't know her like Akito and you know like Hattori and Shigure mm-hmm. and probably know her right like, yeah other than Shigure yeah, you know carnally like knowing her uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like it's like, like I yeah, I feel like it's like just plausible enough that Ren might know something. Yeah, totally. For Ren to like latch onto that, she's the mom. It's like sure, it's like you know, she's Akito's mother, and she's kept hidden away. And yeah, there's no reason that she wouldn't know something about the yeah. curse. Dot dot dot. Yeah. The secret is that really none of them know anything about the curse. Yeah, like nobody knows how they came to be cursed. Nobody knows. Like I think they even said, right? Like Shigeru was like, "We don't know. It's just a thing that happens." Mm-hmm. Nobody knows, like why you know, yeah, Tori's a like, horse instead like, of a dragon. Yeah, yeah, because like even we have that scene where Rin's like, like speculating on, like the origin of the curse. Mm-hmm. Like no one really knows. And like she was digging around in all the like records. Mm-hmm. Um, and stuff like trying to find something like written as if there's like notes or something yeah but I don't think none of, neither she nor Shigure turned anything up about the curse mm-hmm. except Shigure knows that Karina's curse is broken which he didn't tell her but mm-hmm. he was like it'll break and Rin just like was like you're lying but yeah. I mean you know that's not shocking mm-hmm. now we have this interesting situation this is mm-hmm. the drama that I signed up for in the shoujo for sure where <laughs> Toru knows things and like Shigure knows and Kareno knows, but like nobody else knows, and then they feel like uh-huh. they can't tell people shit. Yeah, it's like everyone knows something slightly different and knows that other people know some things, but not not everything they know. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody's put together any of the, all the pieces yet. <laughs> yeah. Drama. I mean. <laughs> yeah. It's the best part. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't know. Anyway, just that part with the part where Ren is so or Ren is so creepy. Being yeah. like, yeah, just go get the thing for me. Well, first of all, she's like, oh, you just like snuck in here. Like she's so, so casually creepy. I don't know what it yeah. is about her that makes her so creepy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like that line is super creepy. If it's like, like I don't know what the original is, but that's like a good creepy translation choice. So, like, did you sneak here on your tippy toes? Like, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I didn't bring the Japanese version with me, but I can double check later. For mm-hmm. you, just for you though. Not for everybody else. You guys have to yeah, suck it up. Just, I mean, it's like a great creepy line. <laughs> it is because it's like, and also the fact that like Rin's sneaking around and Ren sneaks up on her. So like, yeah. what 
how fucking creepy is it that she's like you know wafting around like a ghost in the <laughs> yeah <laughs> in the house like nobody mm-hmm. notices her until she's like creeped up behind you like yeah. what the fuck like it's <laughs> i'm telling you she's a witch she's the sea witch <laughs> she took rid's voice <laughs> <laughs> And she's like, oh, I'll make you a bargain. I made a note to myself that says, this is, Rin is on a hero's journey. This, these are the trials of Rin. She, <laughs> she's like, tempted, to, tempted by the, like, the knowledge that potentially exists, you know, and then does something stupid and then gets caught and trapped. <laughs> that was her, in the cat's room, that was Rin's journey through hell. Listen. <laughs> I've done it. I've written the master thesis. <laughs> but, like, She's really creepy. I don't know what it is about her. I don't know how Takaya mm-hmm. manages to make her so creepy, but yeah, it's the way it is. Like partially her like dialogue and the way that she just like shows up and the way that mm-hmm. she acts. Like everything is so she acts so like nonchalant. Yeah, about using Rin in a way that mm-hmm. she knows is going to be super dangerous and stuff. Like yeah, and, and the way she reacts like her. when she like learns what happened, she's like, oh, so that's why I haven't gotten my box. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, of course it is. (laughs) What else could have happened, you psycho? Yeah. (laughs) But, and Rin's, I guess it's also, like, it's extra harsh for us because we know that's, like, Rin's desire to break the curse isn't for herself. It's because she Mm -hmm. wants to break it for Haru. So it's, like, she's trying so hard to do this something for someone that she cares about. And then Mm -hmm. you have this other person who comes along and then, like, manipulates her into doing, into Mm -hmm. getting in trouble, trying to do the thing that she cares about for someone else. So it's, like... yeah multiple layers of earnestness on top of mm-hmm. and then you yeah, have this, scene, you know other person yeah, the scene where she finds the box and just looks so oh. happy for i know for second. like two seconds the kiddo, the kiddo shows up oh it's yeah. so heartbreaking i'm not crying yeah. you're crying i already <laughs> said it <laughs> she's like i finally have i finally have like the key and then akito's hand it's just like a, the next panel is like akito's hand on hers and you're like oh no yeah oh i don't want to read anymore yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about haru and mm-hmm. rin that's probably the next thing to talk about, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Get a little happier for a bit. <laughs> yay! Oh, we can talk about the other bad <laughs> stuff first, if you want, but... <laughs> Chronologically, for the episode, then it would be yeah. Haru, Haru being great and Rin being great. Mm-hmm. I always really enjoyed this part where Haru finds her. And yeah. she's like, what a great dream. And he's like, it's not a dream. And he's like, what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's sweet. He... And finds her and takes her home like he did when he was little, except this time he can carry her. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I thought it was interesting how both of them were like, I'm worthless. No, I'm the one who's mm-hmm. worthless. Yeah. Haru's like, I'm a worthless punk kid, and I didn't realize that you were hurt. I ignored the fact that you were getting hurt because of me. And Rin is like, I tried to find your happiness, mm-hmm. and I'm worthless. And... They're both like, it's okay. Yeah. Haru finally got to tell her that it's okay and she doesn't have to do things on her yeah. own anymore. <laughs> Yay. Yay. All of hero's advice. <laughs> <laughs> From the mouth of babes. <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I really like that bit where, yeah. like, you know, she thinks she's streaming and she's, like, apologizing, saying that she couldn't do it. And he's like, well, I guess that means your journey's over, so you should come home. Which mm-hmm. is sweet. It's very cute. Mm-hmm. It's great, too, because the chapter opens with her being like, I need to go back, but where to go back to? Mm-hmm. There's another little weird um, nuance in the dialogue that I just remembered that's kind of a Akito Rin Ren situation. So in the in the actual Tokyopop edition, 
that we were reading, it says Akito was like Mama when Mama got mad. They were really mad, and then it says Mama was mm-hmm. Akito. Akito was mad, so I uh, checked in. I was like, "This is a weird thing to say," so I checked in both the new translation and the Japanese, and I feel more comfortable with the translation that it says that I wrote, which is that it says Akito is is like Mama when they get mad, they're really mad or something like that. And then it says Mama is Akito is, which is like the the, the translation that's in the new version um, of the translation, mm-hmm. the Yen Press one. Which doesn't that does that's not the part that's interesting about it. The part that's interesting about it is that she says she has this this one like dark dialogue box that says Mama is or Mama was, and then it says Akito was, which is just interesting. A weird is it like Rin is just thinking about the way that her mom and it, is it she's just thinking how about how her mom and Akito are similar? Is it like a realization that they're so similar that is it's you know is it supposed to be some kind of realization about Akito's you know being a woman is it like just is it some kind of like connection to her past we have like the doll imagery again too um in that one mm-hmm. scene like everything kind of falling apart I don't know it's yeah. kind of a but it's just interesting it's like I just don't know like what are the why choose this, these specific that specific imagery of the doll again and like mm-hmm. why bring up yeah it's kind of in mm-hmm. yeah it's kind of interpreted as like in her like you know like half delirious yeah. dream state she's kind of like jumbling up her like traumatic memories and getting kind of confused <laughs> like well she has a lot to choose from so yeah um <laughs> maybe because she also has the memory also of Ren it's it seems like it's supposed to be presenting it as being a memory of Ren during the time where she's meeting with Ren. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Um, because that one part is sort of presented coherently, but then all these other memories around it are sort of like incoherent. So mm-hmm. maybe it's maybe they're all sort of getting kind of related. I don't know. Yeah. Interrelated. Her interrelated trauma. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's possible. I don't know. I just thought it was an interesting, weird little thing that's in there. Yeah. Her soup of trauma. Mmm, <laughs> delicious trauma. <laughs> Why were we actually talking about? We were talking about uh, Haru Rit, and Rin. Just Haru and Rin. Yeah. I like the little kids watching them. <laughs> <laughs> I called them baby babies. <laughs> I, took, I went back on my statement where I said that we have to get... we get It, it depends on when they get introduced. I decided <laughs> that these two require being called baby babies. They have their really... Those like uh, Japanese like elementary school uniforms that have the little hats like that. Yeah, <laughs> they have their little school hats. That's really funny and cute. Mm-hmm. There's other memories of her with the doll too, like where at the end where Haru's carrying her. She, there's another little memory of her as a little girl holding the doll with like a giant bandage on her face. Yeah, that's depressing. Mm-hmm. Okay, should we talk about? So that was great. I actually don't I don't have very much to say about it except it was adorable. Uh, yeah, that's kind of show we were promised. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's the, like... It's the conclusion. The, yeah, it's the conclusion of a lot of things we've seen from both of them separately and together, so... They both had their own insecurities about their relationship. And now they're settled. Mm-hmm. And they're, like, talking to each other and stuff yeah. at the end and everything, so... I'm not trying I love... to... There's, like, Haru says he wishes he could thank... He'll thank Kareno for... He wants to thank Kareno for rescuing Rune, and also he thinks, like... Oh, and if he hadn't told me that thing, I might have just, like, let her go. Which mm-hmm. is always, like... I didn't... It's a line I didn't really pick up on before. Um, mm-hmm. It seems like another, like, 
thing about like the bond like we were talking about hmm. like kind of holding them True. back and stuff because he's just like like he remembers Karina saying to like go and don't come back and also remembers Akito saying don't go and says that like if Karina hadn't said that he's not sure if he would have mm-hmm. like just left let Rin go so yeah I don't know it's just also another little small interesting line that's something I didn't really pick up on in previous reading through these this chapter so Mm-hmm. It is a nice uh, reminder of the bond. We saw it in the chapter with Haru, but mm-hmm. um, it's nice that he reiterates it again here too. Yeah, and we see that like in the conversation with Yuki, where Haru's like basically willing to like let go of how angry he is just for Rin's sake. Mm-hmm. And she says like like she's scared of getting mixed up with Akito again, and I don't want to make her deal with him either. Mm-hmm. And Yuki praises him for like being so mature and everything it's like i didn't even have to step in and chew, i didn't even have time to just step in and chew, chew you up <laughs> <laughs> that's harvey's job everybody knows that I mean, yeah <laughs> yeah it was very cute yeah and he's like you did good mm-hmm. i like that rin gets to stay at shisho's house yeah good dad shisho to the rescue <laughs> <laughs> and like good older brother kunimitsu <laughs> question <mark>. yeah <laughs> i like it's like he's like if you if you like, don't take it easy, I'm telling, or whatever he says. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, Tori said you have to take it easy. <laughs> it's really funny. It's cute how cheerful Kunimitsu is about all these little trauma children coming to the dojo. <laughs> well, he probably knows Rin, too, because he's been around yeah. the dojo forever, and she, she used to stay there, too. She showed mm-hmm. where they talked about it at New Year's, I guess, so. Yeah. <laughs> he probably knows her. <laughs> Doesn't she? He yells at her when she comes in. Doesn't take her boots off and goes to ask she show yeah. about the curse. <laughs> He's like, everybody comes in here and doesn't take their shoes off. <laughs> you and Hiro, so much children think they can run all over the place in this dojo yeah. with their shoes on. Now we can talk about the scene with Toru and Rin, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> yes. I do love Haru staring at her, the little like lines that are like, yeah. <laughs> I'm glad, I'm glad you made a friend. I'm so glad that you made a friend who worries about you. It's really cute. Mm-hmm. And Rin is like, stop crying. <laughs> yeah. I love the tiny little chibi panels yes. where Tori's so happy at being called Rin's friend. <laughs> I was just about to say that. She's like, friend? And Rin looks at her and is like, <laughs> like I don't know about any of this. Yeah, the unamused <laughs> chibi Rin. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but then they Get hold another... hands and go walk in the garden yes it's cute it's very <laughs> sweet and Tori's like I'm just happy that she's here and starts like, crying again yeah. <laughs> so, there's this little I just noticed just now when I was looking at it where it's she Rin like rubs her forehead and then Tori's like looking at her hair and she's like oh she won't tell me any of the details and you can see like a little like rub mark on her forehead too <laughs> 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 it's very cute they have to go in the garden to talk about their curse business yeah obviously I love how embarrassed Rin is the fact that Haru brings up that she has a good friend. Like she's mm-hmm. like even Rin can know the warmth of friendship. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which we talked about last time. There isn't like a lot to say about Toru. I mean, it's also just a resolution of their like Toru being mm-hmm. like, I have a bad feeling and being like, I'm worried and like asking Yuki to ask Haru where she is and stuff like that. Yeah. Your intuition was right. Mm-hmm. So it's nice how Toru is just like there for her. Yeah. Like she knows she's like keeping stuff to herself. Yeah not telling her everything but she's just happy that she's back and theoretically okay yeah in the later part of this chapter of course we have all the things about her and kyo and her toru being sort of um upset about you know kyo being locked away for various reasons Mm -hmm. um yeah of course 
you know, mostly because she's cares about him and whatnot. So I feel mm-hmm. like you could even kind of connect them together a little bit thematically. Like, you know, if Rin didn't come back, it would be another person who had just left from Tori's life, right? Who'd been removed from her life. So you have this yeah. sort of like little... In the same place. <laughs> in the same <laughs> Yeah, actually, yes. She doesn't know that, but... <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess they don't know that she knows about the cat's room. But she sure knows, right? Yeah. But I guess yeah, they, just, they wouldn't want to tell her. Yeah, mm-hmm. she knows that Toru knows because yeah, Toru told him. Conversation. Yeah. It's the web of deception I was just talking about earlier. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah. So they just don't want to tell her, I guess. Um, of course. Yeah. Rin doesn't want her to know. Rin doesn't want her to know. Rin wants to protect her. Yeah. It also enough. just seems like a thing that like, they're all uncomfortable talking about in general. Yeah. This is a... You mentioned it last time in the spoilers. And I think it's mm-hmm. kind of manifesting... Where they're like, yeah, she was in the cat's room. And the only one who says anything is Shisho, who's like, yeah. oh yeah, the place where Kyo will be. And then Haru, there's this yeah. like panel of like silent Yuki and Haru, which I don't think I talked about in the like summary specifically. Because oh. mm-hmm. sometimes it just takes some time to say, and they were silent. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, they have an obvious reaction to it. Mm-hmm. That's not good. And it's uncomfortable. Yeah. Shisho has a very sort of uncomfortable, rueful smile. Yeah. That's what used to saying all the time, but in particular, mm-hmm. this time. Yeah, and it seems like like he obviously has like a, you know, upset reaction to the reminder of the cat's room, but then he like specifically has that kind of smile in response to looking at Yuki and Haru's reaction. Mm-hmm. Which is interesting. Yeah. Haru's sitting this what we're so what we're talking about, I guess because it wasn't described before is they're so they're all sitting at the table together haru sitting with his hand kind of like covering his mouth and yuki's looking like across the table but like not really at haru and like not really at shisho yeah they're kind of just in their own thoughts about it and yeah you're right she shows she show, that smile reaction is a reaction to them there's a little yeah, panel you see like a panel of yuki. you see a panel of shisho looking at them and then sort of a weird like roof it's a it's beyond it has like a, lo- a, very, a lot of mixed emotions in this one expression yeah like, maybe mm-hmm. it's, like, almost hopeful, but kind of, like, I don't know if it's possible that anything will change. Mm-hmm. But just yeah. seeing them kind of, like, having that reaction in the first place, it's probably different. Especially if you consider the, like, crazy evil maid people. Yeah. Or the ones who he's been around. Like, he was, you know, and he he knows what it's like to... He visited the cat's room and visited his grandfather, mm-hmm. right? So, yeah, he's actually been there. And would know, mm-hmm. would have heard the family talking about how he needed to be confined there and stuff. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, because it does seem like, like Yuki and Haru react negatively to the idea of the cat's room in general, but then they like have a further reaction to Shisho saying the place where Kyo will be. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Maybe part of the reaction is like it's nice to know that people care about Kyo, mm-hmm. and that they're clearly uncomfortable with the cat's room yeah i could see it being like he's realizing like some things are changing mm-hmm. in, in how the family is reacting to this idea yeah all this from three panels mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> it's a kind of over analysis people come here for right yeah right <laughs> you're right kayla what was I? What was I thinking? We should talk about it for five more minutes. I mean, yeah. In the way the shadow falls on his face. No. Yeah. 
Let me tell you about all the texture. Um, <laughs> it's interesting, though. It's a little interesting moment. These yeah. couple chapters have a lot of really nice moments. The other, another one that I really liked is Sugar Toru. So what happens is, so after this scene that we're talking about, they leave and whatever, and Toru's talking to Kyo, and he brings up the fact, he's like, oh, it's good that she shows house is filling up. Um, and then he just kind of leaves the conversation, and Toru, mm-hmm. you see her, we see her face, but he doesn't, but she's super like petrified and then there's this little scene at the mm-hmm. end of that where there's no dialogue or anything and you see her walk it's like the shot is behind shigari sitting at the table her feet are on the you see her feet on the floor in the kitchen like coming up behind him and he kind of like clearly mm-hmm. notices over his shoulder and takes off his glasses like he's going to talk to her and then there's nothing else in that scene mm-hmm. i yeah. don't know why i just really like this like do you think they had a yes. conversation like <laughs> I don't know. I never really thought about if they might have had a conversation because he also doesn't seem shocked when she shows up at the end. Yeah. Um, but um, it reminded me of uh, right after she learned about uh, Karina's curse being broken and like tried yeah. to talk to him and then left and he was <laughs> like, I understand it's a difficult it. topic to to bring up. <laughs> yeah, but in, in a more like, serious way. Like yeah, like it seemed like the same kind of situation where like she was like approaching him like almost about to say like yeah. ask something and. Like, maybe doesn't quite, and he's aware of that. Maybe but. That's possible, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know, because she seems... He doesn't seem mm-hmm. surprised that she comes to visit Shisho's house, but she yeah. seems surprised about the curse. So he definitely yeah. didn't tell her about that. Yeah. So he... I don't think they had a conversation. No. Um, it does seem like she was just, like, hovering there, but... Mm-hmm. He took off his glasses! That's yeah. how you know it It could be is. interesting, though, like, if they did, like... I wonder what about as like a missing scene fanfic kind of thing, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Someone write it. <laughs> I wonder what it would be. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, she would probably just be like, "I know all this shit," and he'd be like, "Me too." <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, you're not wrong, but you're not right. Shigure also has yeah. another really interesting. So there's like, uh, I mean, I guess now we're talking about Shigure, but like he goes and talks to Rin, yeah. right? Um, the mm-hmm. scene that we all remember, and then Toru comes. And then one other thing that I forgot is like so she she's like she says she tr- she's like it's it's it'll be too late for like Kyo and then trails off and runs away um and like Rin is like really Kyo and then Shigure has this also equally sort of rueful expression mm-hmm. is this the yeah. regret that you all want me to see I mean <laughs> <laughs> it seemed like it was um. So, like, Shigure, you know, invited her to live in the house. And I think we probably talked about this a lot during some earlier spoilery discussion about Shigure. Mm -hmm. What was his motivation for her living in the house? You know, what was he trying to do? And, uh, I mean, there's also his, like, insinuation, comedic insinuation about watching their romances unfold during the summer and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. That was in the anime that we just saw and, like, in the earlier pre-beach chapters. Is this, like, the culmination of that? Is this, like, him feeling, you know, like, the person... Not that he was... I don't think he was orchestrating... Trying to orchestrate any of them to actually, like... It's not like he was matchmaking Toru with Yuki or Kyo, yeah. right? But this, the way that it ended up, is that somehow... Is he somehow feeling regretful about that? Like, is this... What is the... Why Why this emotion here? I'm interrogating mm-hmm. the microphone. <laughs> yeah. Tell yeah, me. I could see it being as kind of the start of, like some kind of like i don't know if regret's the right word but like yeah 
like feeling a little bit bad about like the <laughs> like re- negative ramifications of like everything he's done like, maybe. that he maybe didn't think all the way through would get to this point maybe but yeah i think like i think we've seen him being like a little bit like like he's always been kind of aware but like more like like feeling bad aware of like the effects this is all having on toru yeah being like pulled into this world yeah it's easier to see it when she's like screaming in front of you <laughs> actually yeah. as opposed to being mm-hmm. like him being like, like i'll get crano to deal with this and yeah like he doesn't seem surprised when like toru shows up there but he does seem a little bit surprised at like how strongly she's like reacting in that scene yeah he seems to be surprised like when during their discussion. yeah like when like when she and rin start like shouting at each other kind of like he looks a little surprised and and then goes into that kind of regretful look. He actually, when she arrives, he looks kind of happy. He, like, smirks. hmm And then, <laughs> if you look back, there it's like you see her shoes in the one panel, and then he notices. It's like the scene where he notices that she's there, and then he kind of smiles. And then she mm-hmm. starts to have this argument with Rin. Yeah. And then, yeah, he does look... He's kind of, like, intrigued, and then more taken aback, and then sort of reg- mm-hmm. moderately regretful. <laughs> in the yeah it kind of seems like like he's always like well i was joking about it earlier but now that it's happening <laughs> it's, like, it's less funny than i thought like... it would be <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> it's less entertaining than i thought <laughs> yeah <laughs> this isn't exactly how i wanted things to go like he the thing is that he and rin are satisfied by this situation maybe mm-hmm. at least that's what it seems like in this conversation maybe yeah. he thought so Kareno calls him and is like, yeah, the curse is going to break. My curse is broken. So why did he go and orchestrate getting her to talk to Kareno? Was he like, oh, this will be good. Toru will know the curse is going to break. Like, did he think that maybe it was a good thing for her to... What, did he think that it would maybe be, like, a hopeful situation for her? And then the actual outcome is that she's even more concerned about Kyo. And he's like, maybe, like, mm-hmm. oh, shit. That's not what I thought was happening. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know if he necessarily expected it to, like, specifically make her happy, but I don't think he expected it to make her upset. Yeah. Like, I think, like, when he, like, let her, like, you know, helped arrange her meeting with Kareno, it was more just kind of going along with it to see how things would go. Because mm. he's that kind of person, like, known hmm. for that, yes. But yeah, I think, like, he didn't even think, like, like, it didn't occur to him that, like, she would be upset by it in this way. Yeah, perhaps. It probably didn't mm-hmm. occur to him that she would really care that much about Kyo, too. I think that he's one of the mm-hmm. people in the family who... He's a, moderately nice to Kyo, uh, but I don't think he cares that deeply about his situation. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we talked before about how he's motivated mostly by himself. Yeah, it kind of seems like like even if none of them are like outwardly hostile to Kyo, like it seems like some of them in the past would have been toward the cat. It does uh-huh. seem like the like, especially the older members of the Zodiac are more like, well, that's the way it is, like, yeah, because that's that's just kind of how it's been told to them their whole life. So it doesn't seem like, yeah, that like upsetting, especially since none of them like knew Kyo when they were younger, because mm-hmm. he was like kept isolated. Where it seems like the younger ones are having a stronger reaction because like, well, they have a relationship you know, they're, with him. They're younger. They have a relationship with Kyo. They've you know interacted with him from younger ages. Yeah. So, so maybe this is a. Uh unanticipated consequence yeah like, so, like i, I think he like see this happening this way <laughs> yeah because like i don't think he like he doesn't hate kill but like no. i think he's just like never been like as on his radar as other members Others. of the family yeah exactly yeah. that's what i'm saying 
Or like I agree with. He's not as strongly. He's not as strongly tied up with the stuff he cares about, since he's like you know isolated from the family. So, Toru and Shigure's goals are very different. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Maybe they all have the same. Like yeah, they have the same goal, just different reasons. (laughs) Different, completely different reasons. Yeah, it's kind of fascinating actually. Like to have like that last scene with the three of them there. They're like the three who like actively seem to be interested in breaking the curse, but for very different reasons and with very different like motivations behind it yeah (laughs) so then but then you get you get this conflict now it's a new conflict Mm -hmm. where they now i mean i don't know if it's a conflict it's a fight that they have Mm -hmm. rin toru's like it's not good enough and rin is like it is good enough and shigure is like interesting (laughs) like you know yeah that's kind of Mm -hmm. the summary of what happened um yeah it is like it is like like almost a shouting match i mean it's the most one of the most she aggressive like reactions we've seen from Toru to it's... anything. Like even even just her interrupting their conversation like that is pretty untoru like. Mm-hmm. Like she just like comes in and is like, "When is eventually?" Yeah. <laughs> like, give me some more details immediately about yeah. this conversation. <laughs> I'm just trying to think if there was a time where she was even more shouty. I'm not gonna say if it doesn't feel like different from other things. Like she pushed Akito the first time they met. Mm-hmm. Never forget. Um, but like yeah. to get in a shouting match with someone mm-hmm. seems a little newer like a different behavior yeah and someone she's on good terms with like totally this isn't like yeah and like she doesn't back down from it like you know when no. she pushed Akito, she like immediately was like sorry we oh, have to go sorry. to class like yeah. you know like trying to kind of like you know be like oh shit <laughs> like what did i just do kind of thing but yeah. in this case she's like like no that's not good enough <laughs> yeah and then she just leaves yeah the conversation isn't <laughs> resolved yeah, she doesn't, like, back down or take anything back. She just, like, realizes she's revealing a little more than she wants to. And That's certainly what it seems like. There. That's the way that I chose yeah. to interpret it, technically. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I guess she kind of... I, I can think of, like, other times where it seems like she's yelling, like, if we're and, interpreting the... It's hard to, to know because it's not spoken, but, like... Yeah. You know, it'd be, like, when she's trying to yell at Kyo in his true form and stuff. It's always trying to be, like, encouraging. Mm-hmm. This is, like, an, yeah. it's, like argumentative, <laughs> you know? Yeah. It's a disagreement. It's not like, I think this and I'm trying to mm-hmm. convince you. It's like, that's not good enough. It's very interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I also want to say when I say reveals more than she wanted to, I think even to herself. Like, yes. Like, yeah. she didn't, yeah. like, I don't think she knew that was going to come out of her mouth until it did. Like, <laughs> I think she was trying to cover it, keep it real deep down inside. I'm sure we yeah. talked about it a lot in spoilers before where it's like, um, clearly she's like, I'm just going to pretend I don't have these feelings. I'm just mm-hmm. going to. You know, yeah, I think I don't think so too. She gets really upset, and then it does seem like it's there's like a whole reaction panel of her face before she walks mm-hmm. away. Yeah, like all three of them look shocked, including Toru. Yeah, <laughs> especially Toru. Yeah, it's full white iris shock, and then mm-hmm. <laughs> empty eye shock, and then slightly less empty eye shock, then just like embarrassed shock, and then she goes and sees Kyo. It's like yeah, yeah admitting to herself that. It seems like this is the time where she finally enables herself to feel, to admit to herself mm-hmm. that she's in love with Kyo. Like, yeah. But not in a way that's sort of beneficial to her feelings, actually. Like, yeah. It's more stressful than anything else. The last yeah. like, things at the end are like, yeah, if you go away, then I'll be lonely. It has nothing to do. It's not, it doesn't seem like a positive feeling at this point in time. Yeah. <laughs> it's a really good scene. It's like, that's my rant. I'm going to go lay down now. I've said what I need yeah. to say. Now I need to sleep. I mean, what? <laughs> yeah. 
it is good. It's one of my favorites, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why. It's just an interesting way mm-hmm. to reveal something about... Yeah. It's like we can see the way that she's feeling, and we know Ren... I mean, we know we know Rin and, like, Shigure's... We kind of... I feel like we know what Shigure's motivation is at this... Kind of, no. I mean, it's something to do with... He wants to break the curse so that he can have, uh, like, I guess some kind of... He's envious of other people's relationship to the keto, and maybe breaking the curse would change that. I think that's kind of like the motivation that we've seen up to this point that we could say comfortably. Yeah. Rin, Take that and like yeah. wanting to like like sort of break the bond for Akito's sake. Also, when he's like had the conversation with Kareno, where he's like, "Don't you think you should?" Yeah. Like, <laughs> let her go for her sake, kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> These are the things that people try to also convince me that makes you very good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I hear you. Okay. Yeah. I 100% believe that he believes that. I don't think it makes him a good person, <laughs> but <laughs> it does make him very interesting. <laughs> it does. We, and also, like, I think another thing that reinforced that is when Kareno thought the same thing. He was kind of, he had that reaction when Akito was like saying the stuff after Haru mm-hmm. left. And didn't he remember Shigure's call? I forget. I don't think it's explicitly said, but I think we see like. Like he that was kind of tired of the yeah pedicles. that kind of like almost like resigned look he has is yeah. like like maybe this is like <laughs> not great. <laughs> this seems kind of like maybe I shouldn't indulge this person anymore. Yeah, especially then you also have the follow up conversation with the maids too, where the same situation is happening, and he's like, "What mm-hmm. are you talking about?" You know. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, but anyway, and the yeah. fact that he encourage encourages Haru to go and not look back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we're even seeing a little change in Kareno. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I guess it's hard to tell because we don't really see him interact with the other characters that much. Like, would he have told anybody else? Would he before have told them to told someone to leave, or is it just because of now? Is it is this like mm-hmm. the final? Is this the straw that broke the Kareno's back? <laughs> is mm-hmm. that what it is? Putting Rin, putting tying someone, up, locking someone up in the cat's room. That was the mm-hmm. final straw. Now he's yeah. just like, no, this behavior. Yeah, I do feel like. Home. Yeah, I do feel like like in the past, if someone were like angrily leaving Akito and Akito's begging them to stay, he would just kind of like look away and not say anything. Maybe, but just like now that this has happened, he's like, no, like, you should no, go. This isn't okay. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's still going around doing sort of like damage. Like he probably would feel bad. Like like this is a, he probably would still feel like this isn't okay at the time. But I don't think he'd do anything about it in the past. Maybe it seems different. He seems different. Convenience store mm-hmm. man. He's growing a spine. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but it is a cool... I don't know. It's just a cool scene to have the three of... And also, like, Toru... Toru Rin and Chigure were connected before, mm-hmm. but Toru and Chigure weren't necessarily kind of like... Toru went around Chigure to, to learn more about the curse. Like, she went to... I mean, she talked to Rin, and then she also talked to Shisho and kind of, like, got other information from people other than Shigure. So, mm-hmm. yeah, you finally have all three of them together. Yeah. I think it may also be, like, the first time Toru's seen, like, any of Shigure's kind of, like, real self. She's yeah, She's like, catching the end of this conversation. Maybe. Because she's always just seen him as, like, you know, like a, you know, nice adult Humor. who's letting her, you know, live <laughs> in his house and everything. And, like, he's mostly, you know, maintained that in front of her, but. Not someone who's, like. What was the part where she showed up? Um, hmm? I was just thinking, like, how far into the conversation did she show up? 
It has to be fairly early because she specifically says when is eventually, and like that's like at the start of their like yeah. right when like Rin sits down to listen to him. Rin sits down. Her feet, her feet are visible, and he says the day, the day where free will come eventually. Come on, we're the members of the zodiac who are invited to the final mm-hmm. banquet. Yeah. And Rin's like, stop toying with me, and then he notices her. So he said all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. But I guess it's kind of, if, if she was there sooner, she didn't ask anything about the bond or whatever. Like, he's probably realizing some of the things that Toru knows that maybe he didn't know that she knows. Mm-hmm. That might also be part of all this, which is kind of interesting, too. Yeah. I like it. Mm-hmm. It's good. <laughs> Real juicy. Mm-hmm. The drama. The drama that I wanted. <laughs> the yeah. shoujo drama that I wanted. <laughs> like the reason why i read so much of uh what was that terrible um show show hot gimmick yes <laughs> <laughs> i'm just in it for the crazy trauma there is nothing else about that series that no hey i read the whole thing so Did i you can't really? say anything <laughs> i don't remember how much of it i read but i'm sure whatever happened it was just the same as i'm just like yeah the rest. just like every volume i'm just like it's so bad and continue to read <laughs> That's what makes it great. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah. No, this <laughs> this is much more juicy than that because we've seen the build up for so long. Yeah. It's not just like random weird shit that's happening in chaotic yeah. people's lives. Sometimes it'd be nice to forget things. I mean, <laughs> hey, there's a place in this world for terrible, overdramatic shojo. <laughs> yeah, it's like the bodice busting, you know, Victorian novel equivalent of mm-hmm. manga, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes you just want to read fun trash. It is trash. That's <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, that's, yeah, I know. That, I agree with you. <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. We can't all read great literature all the time. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, is there any other things that you want to talk about that weren't spoilery? Uh, I think I think we certainly talked about the big things. Mm-hmm. And also the tiny, teeny, tiny things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> for 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> Okay, well, in that case, I think we'll let's chat about spoilers, and then, um, yeah, we'll see you all next time. Unless you're not sticking around for spoilers, we'll see you next time for chapters 108 and 109. Bye-bye. Bye. Yay, bye. <laughs> <laughs>
that was okay so we're this is episode 53 of or 54 of the podcast that was in episode 37 so just for the record that was a long fucking time ago that's like <laughs> <laughs> so long ago is that before or after the beach it's after, after it's after the beach because she says yeah. uh it's like just after the beach mm-hmm. school starts again in volume 12 school starts again in volume 13 it's parent teacher visits yep okay according to my notes yeah this spreadsheet that I made for myself has been the most helpful thing that I made for this podcast. <laughs> uh, okay, and then they visit the shop. And then they have this... The scene that you mentioned that I cut about Shigure talking to Toru being regretful, that's in the same... It They have, like... It's at there when they're having barbecue. It's chapter 111. Yeah. Oh, and then the Takuru Komaki Toru connection. Oh, yeah. Is coming up, it says... Yeah, man, there's a lot in that volume. <laughs> yeah, shit's going crazy. <laughs> and then volume 20 is when all the stuff goes down. So it's like, mm-hmm. I always forget how early in the series all the, like, Akito going and stabbing people and yeah. Toru falling off the well, it's like the, like and... the last volume is, like, 23, I think. Yeah. And it's, like, a shorter volume, and that all occurs, mm-hmm. like, after that happens. So mm-hmm. it's all, like, wrap-up stuff, so... The note says Akito pops out of the woods. That's volume 21. Mm-mm. And then Toru, Toru Akito confrontation. Then there's a bunch of like hospital visits. Mm-hmm. Volume 22 is some kind of student council stuff. And Yuki and Machi. And then Kyo goes to visit his dad. Uo goes to visit the hospital. Kiro talks to Akito, mm-hmm. Yuki and Machi. There's a bunch of random crap in here. <laughs> Kyo's confession. Curse breaks. Seems like chapter one twenty nine. So yeah, the everybody's in the hospital for like a volume, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then yeah, volume twenty three is everything after. Yeah, because I was looking at the books on my shelf when I was like peeking at the next volume, and I was like, man, there's not that many left. <laughs> well, I was just looking at this and I was like, this is eighteen, and I was just mm-hmm. thinking like it only goes into like twenty twenty three, so I was like, there, yeah, we're, we're getting there. We got like four and a half volumes basically. <laughs> I mean, also, if anybody's... is a, sh- a shorter volume. Yeah, I mean, it's coming up. Then we'll do... We'll have to do a finale special like we did before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which will just be a whole thing of praise for how great the series is, probably. Yeah, like, obviously. <laughs> like, there are no more spoilers. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but we'll maybe we'll do yeah, questions again up, and yeah. whatnot. Yeah, wrap-up discussions and mm-hmm. questions and final thoughts and mm-hmm. stuff. Anything people had on their minds that they desperately wanted me to talk about and didn't, you know, etc. Yeah. <laughs> okay, spoilers. What are what are we talking about? Those are all things that are happening. <laughs> um, yes. <laughs> but like, I guess things that are, I mean, more immediately spoiled by the specifically by the chapters that we were read were. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually think it's interesting that you brought up that this is a fight of Toru's because she fights with more people as the series goes on. Actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite time is such when she fights with Kakura and Kakura slaps her. I love it so much. Yeah. I don't know why. Speaking of like trashy drama, mm-hmm. it's because it's trashy. That's why it's so great. Yeah. It's like someone slapped Toru in the face. Like, how dare? First mm-hmm. of all, how dare? Second of all, in my heart, my it's like I'm just mm-hmm. grinning from trashiness. Um, yeah. But actually, my yeah. Personal opinion. I like it a lot, actually, because like, like at the end of it afterward, when they when they say the thing about like like Kagura saying like she's not going to apologize and Toru's like well I won't apologize either yeah. it's like a smile it's cute it's like... it is great <laughs> it is great it's very cute for their relationship it is and she, I like how uh, 
Kyo is like, she should told me not to get in a fight between women or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. It's just interesting that they... It's interesting that's where their relationship ends up. Like, it's really funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't think it's, like, on bad terms. But, yeah, I think they both no. are, like, uh, you know, they're they're like, I don't think she's right. And Dora's like, I don't mm-hmm. think she's right. It's like... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But they're both, like, fine with it. They're both just like, this is cool. This is fine. We're yeah. good. Yeah. We said our things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I gave Tora a concussion. No big deal. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I also like the... Um... The Kagura and Rin, like, relationship that's briefly shown there, too. Like, yeah. Like, Rin gets really upset for trauma reasons, and, uh-huh. like, Kagura just hugs her and apologizes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, it's another interesting scene between three characters who aren't normally together. Yeah. There's a lot of, like, stuff coming up where you have all these, like, intermeshing of all these different characters, I think, that's mm-hmm. happening at the end. Yeah. That chapter, too, like, with Momiji, like, when they're having the the barbecue that turns into curry or whatever they were doing um, <laughs> yeah i can't remember exactly yeah um but like they had that whole like conversation about like like starting like not giving up on the cat and like mm-hmm. uh, like they're gonna stop like not talking about it kind of thing which mm-hmm. we've been touching on with the reactions to the cat's room idea mm-hmm. Luigi leads the way of course mm-hmm. with his empathy yeah <laughs> another thing that i think is interesting is coming up is like it's around Luigi's like glow up where all the teasing that Momiji did about Kyo's relationship with Toru starts to come to a head because he starts to have feelings for Toru, or he, like, starts to mm-hmm. not, like, act on them, I guess, but, like, uh, I don't know. He gets kind of sassy with Kyo, I think, a couple of times. Yeah. Um, I don't know how to mm-hmm. describe it other than sass. <laughs> yeah. But it's been a long time since we've yeah, talked about Yeah, there's one in that scene where he's actually. basically, like, yeah, there's one in that scene where he's basically, like, you better get your shit together, I'm gonna steal her. Yeah. <laughs> Essentially, <laughs> and he's kind of like, "What?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> movie, she's like, "What?" I mean, I don't yeah. yeah, it's good. <laughs> I I enjoy it. Um, mm-hmm. I love the, the other part where Momiji doesn't Momiji take a photo on his cell phone of Kagura and Kyo or something, and they're yeah. like, "You cheater!" Like, Terrible! You're cheating already. Yeah. <laughs> and Kagura's like, "Cheater!" And Kyo's like, "Hey." <laughs> <laughs> the two jilted lovers <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> strike <laughs> I also like them I wish there was more time in the series for like more Kagura stuff or more Momiji stuff mm-hmm. but Momiji gets his time to shine and it's about to come back mm-hmm. it's funny because yeah it's like him and some of the people who were early on there early on in the series like haven't really been involved much recently it's mostly been like the student council mm-hmm. and Kyo and Toru and Yuki I guess and Rin. Yeah. And a mm-hmm. bit of Haru. Yeah. And Akito. And so, like, Kagura comes back a little bit, because we were just talking about, like... Yeah. Her scenes, but, like, Momiji's actually fairly prominent in the ending sequence. Yeah. Like, being one of the early curse breaks, and mm-hmm. then, like, the one to talk to Akito outside the hospital and stuff. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I don't know. That's coming. There's a lot, I mean... Well, and, of course, like, this is a, a big... I guess it's a reveal. It's revealed to the characters that the curse can break, because we... We already knew about it for a long time, like, from when we met Kareno, I guess. So, mm-hmm. does this set up things going forward? Like... Yeah. Kind of. I guess I did. It's like, oh, the curse will break eventually, even if you leave it alone. It's like, we're going to have people's curse breaking pretty yeah. soon, so... Yeah, true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we saw, I mean, not I'd say the... Time, but... 
Hinata, of course. I say the biggest um, spoilery thing brought up in this chapter is the box. No, the box. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. I sorry. <laughs> yeah, you're right. The box. The box with nothing inside. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Which is just like there's a whole lot of like Ren and Akito stuff in general. Yeah, still to come. It's like coming up in this that you know are brushed on in this on these chapters and are about to come to a head also. Yeah, it's like you think that this is like, oh, Akito and Ren fight. But no, mm -hmm. there's more than that <laughs> to yeah. come, I guess. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. like the stuff that culminates all the curse breaking. Not Well, it's all around mm -hmm. the same time, um, I guess. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All kind of one big moment. Yeah. And we were kind of like talking around it, but it seems like, like Akito like can't get rid of Ren. Hmm. Like it seems like there's a whole thing about like, like how Ren's got like her own like, yeah, the cult of Ren, like followers and like, like Akito like can't like just get rid of Ren for like fear of like upsetting like half the family and stuff. So. Yeah, there's all sorts of interesting stuff around the fact that she's been like isolated but still has like these maids following her around and talking to her and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> it does seem like that. Didn't they actually say mm -hmm. that? Didn't Shigure say like there's. Like she has her own. Oh no, not not Shigure. Kareno would have said it. She has a following of her own or something. She's mm -hmm. kind of. He said like there's a person who's kind of like mentally unstable and whatever. And mm -hmm. yeah, he I don't think we. I don't think they've talked about her like following yet. Okay, well maybe I'm, maybe I'm I think they just talked about her like being like usually in a back room and yeah, how she has like a ton of influence over Akito still because you know she's her mother and Akito hates her and yeah, maybe that's what it is. But yeah, that's true. That'll... We'll see that. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to think if there's more. I mean, there's more Kyoto romance coming. We already talked about yeah. the sheet. The laundry scene. Mm -hmm. that is. Yeah. The most important romance thing. Romance and heartbreak. <laughs> huh? <laughs> romance and heartbreak, yeah. I do also love the drama and the way that Kyo just crushes her feelings after she confesses. Yeah. <laughs> I love them as a pairing, but I love the drama too. I can't... I don't know. It's just, <laughs> I think it's just my DNA. <laughs> to love trashy drama. Where she's, like, about to tell him all her feelings, and then he's like, no, I'm disillusioned, and then runs away. It's like, oh, shit! Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> and it's like, oh, no. My favorite part is how, like, like deeply sarcastic everyone gets about it, after, like, toward the end of the series. Like, especially Yuki, but everyone's yes. like, oh, man, imagine if someone said that to you. <laughs> That'd be terrible. <laughs> the amount that they is appropriate, for sure. Yeah. Regardless of what he's done. <laughs> He's always appropriate yeah. for teasing. Yeah. I love how just, like, vicious Yuki gets at the end of it, like, delightedly so. And Kyo's just like, man, you really aren't holding back anymore. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Yuki's, I mean, it's his also his glow up. His bitchy yeah. glow up. We talked about it a long time yeah. ago, I think. <laughs> I can't remember exactly how we described it, but it was something like that. Yeah, after their, like, no-holds-barred fight and that. I also enjoy their no-holds-barred Slash fight. confession of friendship. I wanted to be like you. No, I wanted yeah. to be like you. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly how it went, right? I mean... <laughs> yes. <laughs> Pretty much. Again, spreading the facts <laughs> through this <laughs> podcast. Okay. I don't... Uh... So we're basically just, like, naming events that happened. Yeah, I know. It's not really even the a The last few chapters. So. You know, whatever. It... I'm like, like the, the spoilers has been become... Uh, like what's coming up, not like what's spoiled by this thing. <laughs> yeah, it's more like this made me think of this. Yeah, even if it's not like a direct 
spoiler at all. Because, like, they're not direct spoilers anymore. There's nothing... This isn't, like... I mean, yeah, like, the next things for, like... So, the people who were... The characters that were the focus of these chapters were Rin, Haru, and mostly Toru, and a little bit of Shigure, and a little mm-hmm. bit of Kyo. The things that we talked about are those things that are related to those things. Like, there's going to be yet yeah. another mm-hmm. confrontation that involves Rin and Toru, but it's more about Rin and Kagura, and then there's, like, all the stuff that's coming with Toru and Kyo. Mm-hmm. And their feels, and then the confinement yeah. of the cat, and all these other things. We talked about it in a much more roundabout way, but that's kind of like what's yeah. <laughs> those are the events that are then that have will precipitate out of what happened in this chapter. It's not necessarily the directly spoiled, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah, we could talk about more things yeah. we want to talk about. I mean, just going like it's happening. It's happening, <laughs> <laughs> guys. It's finally happening. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, I don't have any other things that I wanted to bring up that are related to upcoming chapters mm-hmm. spoiler or non-spoiler wise <laughs> <Yep>. i guess <laughs> okay in that case next time we will join you all again for 108 and 109 Bye-bye. bye <laughs> did you see the email that i sent you that someone sent i did okay. <laughs> she said she likes your bird i mean <laughs> i know it's like Bowie's a star i was gonna respond to it but i had like three different things to say so <laughs> i was like i'll just talk about it when we record okay do you want to talk about it? <laughs> Mostly, I was gonna say, I was gonna say that Bowie's a star, and I was gonna laugh about the like girl be wild and the quote from oh, yeah. Akita. <laughs> yeah, it was amazing. Yeah, and then I was gonna say that it's uh, genuinely kind of touching with people saying that uh, podcast is like cheering them up oh, during all this. That's good. <laughs> that's nice. Hello, it's Ellen. If you want to send us a question, you can find us on Twitter at StayTogetherPod, on Tumblr at StayTogetherPodcast.tumblr.com, or you can send us an email at StayTogetherPodcast at gmail.com. Kayla and I want to keep creating podcasts and keep them ad-free, so if you like what you're listening to, please consider giving to our Ko-fi at ko-fi.com slash StayTogetherNetwork. Thank you always for listening and for all your support. We'll see you next time.